We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Today's show is about parents' rights and children. Do you have the right and the responsibility to teach, to guide, to raise your own children? Or does the state have the right to take those children away from you and through your public schools indoctrinate those kids to believe everything opposite of what you hold dear? The teachers' unions and the Democrat Party don't even hide it any longer. They're coming for your children. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Well, as I said in the introduction, today's topic is about children. Your children, your sons, your daughters. Now, even as I speak those sentences, notice that I've used the word your And you need to ask yourself a question as you listen to this entire show. Is the assumption that it's your kid, that he is your son, she is your daughter, they are your children, is this assumption an accurate one? Or are you willing to give that up? Are you willing to be told by the teachers' unions, the public schools, a school counselor, a district attorney, a local judge? Are you at the point where you're willing to concede that these are not your children, but that they belong to somebody else? They are the state's children. They belong to society. They belong to the public school system. They belong to Big Brother, not you. Are you willing to concede that point right now in the social debate, in the public square, in the market square of ideas? Are you willing to let that go? Are you willing to take the word your out of the sentence? And that when we're talking about children, five-year-olds, 15-year-olds, minors, when we are talking about boys and girls that are three, four, five, kindergarten age, preschool age, elementary school age, junior high and high school, are you willing to concede that these are not your kids and that they belong to somebody else? That's really the big question as I talk about this topic today. Several months ago, I think it was almost a year ago now, one of the things that hit the news that I covered on the show was the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir and a song that they put out on social media. And the song's lyrics went something like this. I won't recite the whole song, just basically the chorus. We are coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are coming for your children. Oh, yes, we are. And when we get your children, then we will come for you. Those were the lyrics. That was the chorus for this particular song that was out on social media. And I've covered, covered it before. It was stunning. They were so bold. They were so arrogant. And they were laughing and smirking. Now, when they were caught and when that became controversial, they took the song down. But I actually took a screenshot of it and got the lyrics before they did so. 
And you know what they did? They, they said, well, we didn't mean it. It was hyperbole. We were just kind of mocking conservatives because they think we're coming for their children, but that's absurd. We would never, we would never do that. But no, they weren't joking. And the proof is in the teachers' unions, what they're actually saying on their websites. The proof is in the legislature and what's actually taking place in Congress in Washington, D.C., and in your local state government. The proof is at your local city council meetings and your school board meetings. They're arguing that these aren't your kids and that you have no right to even know what's being taught to them in your local public schools. And when you want to know, if you just want to see the textbooks, the assignments, the reading material that's available in the library, when you say, I'd like to at least know what you're teaching my kid, whether he be five years old or 15 years old, I'd like to know. They're telling you you have no right and your desire to even be aware of what's being taught to your kids is fascism. They're actually saying that. And even, even when you suggest or raise your hand and say, wait a second, some of the stuff that's being taught to these minors is actually within the definition of child endangerment or contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Look at the pictures. Look at the content. Oral sex, anal sex, actual pictures of adults engaging in those activities with minors in books that you're giving our kids in our public libraries and even in the sex education curriculum. When you point that out, you're the problem. You're the bigot. You're the one who's wrong. And your kids should actually be taken away from you because you dared to object to some of this some of this garbage. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I'm going to talk about the Oklahoma Education Association, the teachers' union here, that doesn't want you to know what your kids are being taught. They're blatantly and explicitly hiding it from you. And I'm also going to talk about the Democrat Party and the fact that not one single member of the Democrat Congress voted in favor of parents' rights. Your right to actually see what's being taught. See the books see the curriculum, and see and be aware of the material that's available in the public school libraries. And then finally, if I have time, we'll talk about Bartlesville, Oklahoma, where the city council just voted three to two in favor of drag queen performances for minors, children, five-year-olds. Yes, they are coming for your children. Oh, they're coming for them. They're coming for them. And if they can't get your children, if you stand in the way, they'll come for you. They're not even hiding it anymore. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, 
The Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance, and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So, I know that everybody listening to the show probably can't afford an expensive private school. And I know many of you listening to the show probably have concluded you can't afford the time away from work to homeschool. But as you're listening to the facts, these are facts, I'm going to share with you exactly what the OEA is now saying, the Oklahoma Education Association. I'm going to share with you the facts of what the Democrat Party now says with regard to education and parents' rights. These are facts, indisputable facts. Oh yes, I'll give my opinion on these facts, but remember, I'm not making this stuff up. This is actually in writing now. This is what they say. So as you listen to this, and then you, then you start to just stew on it a bit, think about it, digest this information, within the context that even in small conservative communities like Bartlesville, Oklahoma, these ideas have left the classroom and they now exist within civic government, within your town council. They now exist in the market square. And they're affecting you. They're affecting the way you can actually raise your kids in small town Americana. Whether or not your kids can ride their bicycle through the local park without being exposed to adults who want to sexually groom them, perform in front of them in provocative and purient ways. This, this isn't something you can ignore any longer. And I'm going to argue that if you continue to let your kids just be exposed to this stuff through the local public schools or the public library or the public parks, it, it, it's, it, it's bordering on child abuse, child neglect. You can't just assume that all is well when you put your kid on the school bus and let them be trucked off to kindergarten, first grade or second grade any longer. You can't assume that. Because the goal of the educational establishment, and I'm an educator. I made my entire career within the academy, the ivory tower. I believe in education. It changed my life. I've talked about it before on this show. I'm not anti-education in any stretch of the imagination, but classical education was about reading and writing and arithmetic and logic and rhetoric. That's no longer the case in your schools. Education today is about indoctrination and propaganda. It's about taking kids away from you. They're not your kids any longer. They're the states. And the local teachers are presumed to be the experts over and above the parents as to what the kids should be taught about their values about their very identity. They're grooming your kids sexually and they don't even care to hide it from you any longer. Let's go to an article written for OCPA, the Oklahoma Council for Public Affairs, a conservative organization that I generally agree with, and I certainly agree with this article. The title is Union Advises Teachers to Hide Information from Parents. Now again, these are facts. It's not an opinion piece. This is direct reporting on what the Oklahoma Education Association now advises its teachers to do 
What is it advising teachers, public school teachers to do? Hide information from parents. Even though Oklahoma lawmakers have done what's right to restrict access to school bathrooms based on sex, and they've voted to prevent males from competing in girls' sports, okay, our lawmakers have done the right thing while the teachers' union is teaching the exact opposite, and it is advising teachers to hide information from you. The OEA now advises teachers on ways to keep parents in the dark if a child expresses interest in a transgender identity. Oh, and this isn't for 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds. This is for a child in pre-K. They even say for children in pre-K, pre-kindergarten, and even children that have intellectual disabilities, such as Down's children or children with autism. They're actually advising the teachers to keep information from you, keep you in the dark, if your child is confused. And why wouldn't your child be confused? Because of all the garbage that's taking place in the school. What child isn't going to be confused if they have these, these books shoved under their nose all the time that show adults engaged in sexual acts with children? Or even children engaged in sexual acts with each other? What child isn't going to be confused? At the time of the writing of this article that I'm using right now, the OEA actually included an LGBTQ plus advocacy kit. Now that's a quote from their website. Quote, LGBTQ plus advocacy kit, close quote, for its teachers members. Now why did I say at the time of the writing of this article? Because they took it off the website after this article was written. They're hiding even this information from you. They don't want you to know. But fortunately, OCPA actually took screenshots of what was on the website before this article was written. Now, what was, what was there? Among the materials on the webpage were, were, were as follows. Schools in Transition, a guide for supporting transgender students in K through 12 schools. Kindergarten. And the document was produced by the National Education Association and like-minded groups. Here's what the guide said. It tells teachers that, quote, the expression of transgender identity or any other form of gender expansive behavior is healthy and appropriate and typical aspect of, a, of human development. Close quote. One more time. Expression of transgender identity or any other form of gender expressive expansive behavior, excuse me, is a healthy, appropriate, and typical aspect of human development, close quote. And then the document goes on to state that children begin expressing gender identity, quote, between the ages of two and four years of age, close quote. The document then instructs teachers that they should never encourage a student to express their gender based on a student's sex, even if there is a concern that a student, quote, lacks capacity or ability to assert their gender identity or expression due to age, developmental disability, or intellectual disability. Close quote. <sighs> Leave the kids alone. Stop sexualizing them at ages two through four years of age. When they're two to four years old, they're already sexualizing these kids with their LGBTQ plus advocacy toolkit. Here's more from the actual website of the Oklahoma Education Association. A student's age and maturity should never be a basis 
for denying a transgender student an opportunity to transition in a safe and supportive environment. Close quote. If a teacher believes a student's parents may not support their male child identifying as a girl, or vice versa, the NEA and the OEA guide provides instructions on ways to keep parents out of the loop. So if your five-year-old is being confused by all of this garbage that's being shoved at him in kindergarten, and you want to intervene and make sure that he's not confused by all of this garbage, they actually give instructions on how to keep you out of the loop so you're unaware of it. Okay, that point of keeping parents out of the loop is repeatedly cited throughout this document. Here's an example. Quote, privacy and confidentiality are critically important for transgender students who do not have supportive families. Close quote. So if my son is being indoctrinated and confused, he's five years old, he's six years old, he's 10 years old, he comes home from school and he says, hey, I'm... I don't understand. They're saying that boys aren't boys and that girls aren't girls. They're saying that I could be a girl even though you've told me that I'm a boy. They're saying that, you know, the way God made me doesn't matter, that I can pretend to be something that I'm not. If your child comes home and in whatever language he uses and tries to ask for you to help him, you can't, you can't do so. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to get involved because that's not safe and supportive. You're not affirming their gender identity. They're preying on your kids. They're coming for your children. They're coming for their ch your children. Yes, they are. They're coming for your children. And then they'll come for you. This is in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Education Association. And this guide, this website that they've taken down, but it was there. We've got screenshots of it. They, they also said this, and I quote, Any decision to raise the topic with parents must be made very carefully and in consultation with the student. In some instances, a school may choose not to bring the subject up if there is a concern that parents or caregivers may react negatively. I'm going to read that last one very slowly for you one more time. You should be stunned. You should be angered. You should be rushing to get your children out of the local schools. They're saying this. I'm going to read it one more time. From their website, this is a fact. Quote, any decision to raise the topic, what's the topic? Transgender transitioning for your kids as young as five years of age. Any decision to raise the topic with parents must be made very carefully and in consultation with the student. <laughs> in consultation with a five-year-old? Since when does a five-year-old or a ten-year-old have the right to consult on anything? They're five. They're your kids. You're responsible for protecting them. Not to involve them in a consultation when they want to do something that will damage their heart, mind, and soul, and body. Any decision to raise the topic with parents must be made very carefully and in consultation with the student. In some instances, a school may choose not to bring the subject up with you if there is a concern that you, the caregiver, 
may react negatively. Do you hear that? The school may choose to hide this information if they think you will react negatively. If you will say, not on my watch, you're not going to do this to my kid. You're crazy to be confusing my boy about, about such critical issues. You're crazy to contradict my faith, my church, me, the father, the mother. You're crazy if you think I'm going to remain silent while you do this to my little boy and little girl. That's a negative reaction. And the school may choose to hide, to hide this information from you, their sexual indoctrination of your kids from you, if they think you will react negatively. Now, they go on in this document. They actually say that the school should keep two sets of records, one set that is used within the school, and then a separate set of records to be provided to the parents. Did you hear that? They're faking their documents. They're creating two sets of records so that when you ask for your child's file, oh, they'll give it to you, but it's not the same one that they're keeping internally. They're hiding information from you. They recommend that in this document. Here's the quote. I'm going to read what it says on their website. Quote, maintain a copy of the student's birth certificate or other identity document that reflects the student's name and sex as assigned at birth under lock and key in the principal's office. While the student information system has the name and gender marker that correspond to the student's gender identity. Close quote. Two sets of records. One that's real and has the name and sex and birth of your child, the name that you gave your child, and the gender, the sex of your child at birth, one set of records that's real, that actually is grounded in science, that's on the birth certificate, and then another set of records that's fake, that reflects the student's gender identity. The guide then goes on and says, use the student's chosen name and gender in the student information system, but switch, this is their language, switch it to the student's legal name and gender just before uploading the information to the State Department of Education's database. They, they talk about this in the unsupportive parents or caregivers section of their guide. It informs teachers they should discuss several related topics with a transgender identifying student, including, and I quote, how to refer to the student when communicating with the student's parents. They're manipulating the students to lie to you. They're telling a five-year-old or a 10-year-old to lie to you because they should communicate differently with you if you're unsupportive of them lying about biology lying about physiology, genetics, their DNA, their birth certificate. They're coming for your children. They're coming for them. They're coming for them. Yes, they are. They're coming for their children. And now they're coming for you. They want to exclude you from the entire parenting process. They want to exclude you from rearing your own children. 
This guide declares that a critical element in supporting a transitioning student is giving them access to sex-separated facilities, activities, and programs based on their gender identity, including locker rooms, restrooms, health and physical education classes, competitive athletics, and overnight field trips. (sighs) If they go on an overnight field trip, they're actually saying that boys can sleep with girls. If a student is separated based on gender, then the transgender student should be allowed in the room with peers that match their gender identity. Boys can raise their hand and say, I'm a girl, and sleep with girls on overnight trips. 15-year-old, 16-year-old, hey, I'm a girl. I get to sleep with the girls on our field trip. And they're going to hide that from you. How do you feel about that? This... (laughs) This is in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Education Association. And why did they pull all this stuff down? Because they're trying to hide it from you. Because there was an expose, a report generated by the Oklahoma Council for Public Affairs, a conservative heritage-type foundation here in Oklahoma that believes in reality. In the meantime... The Parents' Bill of Rights wins zero votes from Democrats who attack it as fascism and extreme. They say it's an attack on schools. Now, this bill, just last week, passed the House, but narrowly so. It even had some Republicans voting against it. It's called the Parents' Bill of Rights. And last Friday, it was passed over objections from every single Democrat in Congress. And they they claimed that it's promoting fascism and extremism because Republicans want to make it easier for parents to just simply see what's being taught in our local schools. That's all it is. That's all it does. The Parents' Bill of Rights Act would require school districts to give parents access to the curriculum and reading lists used to teach their schools. But it narrowly passed. I don't know if it'll get through the Senate or not, and, and Biden will veto it, even if it does. It passed 213 to 208. It's almost a 50-50 split in the leadership of our country right now as to whether or not you should have access to the curriculum being used to teach your kids their ABCs, how to read, how to write, how to count, and it used to be how to engage in rhetoric, logical thinking drawing logical conclusions, how to debate logically, coherently. But that's not what they're teaching any longer. They're teaching the sexual nihilism, moral nihilism. And they're saying, you don't have a right to know what we're doing. What did AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, say about this bill? Well, when we talk about progressive values, she said, I can say what my progressive value is and that it's freedom over fascism, close quote. She doesn't understand what fascism is. Anything she disagrees with right now, she throws out the word fascism, failing to recognize that her party is the one carrying the fascist and trying to crush you, the parents, from any dissent. You will be excluded. You will be expelled. You're verboten. We will even take your children from you if you don't agree with us. That's fascism, Miss Ocasio-Cortez. That's fascism. And the parents should have the freedom to raise their own children. 
This is calling evil good and good evil, bittersweet and sweet bitter. She's arguing that they should be able to steal your children from you. And if you object, you're the fascist. As a parent, you have the right to know what is happening to your children in your schools. And who in their right mind would suggest otherwise? This bill, the Parents' Rights Act, it, it does nothing other than address the simple fact that parents have the right to know what the curriculum is and what materials are being used in the classroom. That's it. That's it. That's all it does. The parents have the right to know if a school is engaged in teaching their kids certain things, whether it be sex education or otherwise. You have the right to know what the curriculum is. And they object, every single Democrat. And they're lying to you. They're saying, well, extreme MAGA Republicans don't want their children to learn about the Holocaust. That's what House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries said. That's garbage. That's garbage. There's nothing in this bill that would suggest you should hide the facts of the Holocaust from our kids. We'd like to know what you're teaching, yes. We'd like to know if you're a Holocaust denier, if your material is anti-Semitic, and if we disagree with that, we'll come to the school board and tell you. We'd like to know. As parents, we want to make sure you're teaching them the facts and not your politically laden agenda. That's it. <sighs> Get involved, people. You're losing your children. They told you that they're coming for them, and they are. If you remain silent, you're guilty of the crime. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold you guiltless. They're your kids. Protect them. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.